listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM, and we're coming to you live from Tasmania, right across Australia. Each weekday at 9am, you can hear what the Bible says about past, current and future events. Learn how to study the Bible more effectively, get to know who God is, why we're here and where we're going, and experience personal encounters with Jesus. I'm your host, Jason Cook, and today we've got Peter Watts joining us in the studio. Peter, welcome. It's great to be back, Jason. Welcome to you too. It's good to have you back, and it's been a little break of about eight weeks, I think, since we've uh, been here. Has it been that long? It's been that long, yeah. I've... uh I've been up to various things, but what have you been up to, uh, Peter, over your break? I know you took some holidays. Yeah, well, there was, of course, there was Christmas, and so uh, my wife and I did go. Uh, we managed to travel up to Victoria. You know, there were all sorts of different changes made to. Um, it seemed like there was a daily change to the to circumstances the rules, about yes. what you could or couldn't do in terms of travel and which test you needed and how long you needed to get it before you travelled and all of that. And so that was all changing even as we were travelling. But we, we did. We travelled up to Victoria for 10 days and that was terrific um, to be with family over Christmas and so forth. And and then uh, my wife went back to, to work early in, in February, but I took some extra time off and um, I managed to explore the northwest of the state a little bit uh, up there in uh, Burnie and Wynyard and Smithton and Stanley okay. and uh, have a little look around there, which was really nice. Um, hadn't been up that way Did, did you climb up much. the top of the nut at Stanley? I went up the nut. I was, I'm now officially a nut. <laughs> and so, so I it's did a, that it's for It's a sure. bit of a walk up there. It is. Actually, you know, it's, it's sort of uh, people who know that, path it's a zigzag path and, and mm. you sort of go up a certain section and you think i think i'll take a rest here for five minutes it's very steep and, and they've then got, you can they've you got can some have a look chairs yeah, they've got that's some right. bench seats on the way to have a rest yeah i didn't run up uh, no. <laughs> uh, so, so um and then i even I, I walked up and back and then i uh took the chairlift up and back as well because i wanted to do that as well okay. but anyway um came back from there spent a few more days at home here in the in the hobart area and then uh i took a week off and went up to cairns and uh, for the express reason of wanting to do some more scuba diving, I had learned to be a scuba diver a long time ago, and I have my open water diving license, and mm. so uh, I thought it would be nice to do that, and it was. It was terrific up there. It's a great place and to do it. It is, and uh, I'd been diving on the Barrier Reef before, um, and uh, but it was a long time ago, and I just uh, wanted to reacquaint myself with the fish. I uh, I don't have my scuba diving um Ticket, but uh, I have been snorkeling mm. uh, up on the reefs up at uh, out from Cairns. And well, the great thing up there was too on the boat two boat um, tours. I went on three boat tours actually, but the two boat tours I did when we did the diving, you could do a day dive as a non-licensed person, and they have instructors there and take you down, which I think is great. So people can have a go at you mm. know. Um, so that was good. I had a really nice holiday. But I am delighted to be back in the studio with you, Jason. Peter, uh, last year your series was titled Searching for Certainty, mm. and uh, we've got a new title uh, for the next uh, 13 weeks or so, I think, Yeah, called The Apprenticeship. Tell, tell us a bit about that. Okay, so, um, I mean, I myself have been an apprentice uh, a few times in my interesting working career. Um, but, you know, an apprentice... Uh, we're going to be talking in Christian terms about discipleship. And a disciple is really a, an apprentice of Jesus. We're, we're uh, L-platers, we're learners, we're followers, uh, we're trainees, we're novices, we're students. 
um, and we're learning from Christ, we're following Christ, and he's the master, we're the apprentice. And uh, the apprenticeship is all really about discipleship. And so for the next 13 weeks, the next quarter, we're going to be looking at uh, what it means to be a disciple of Christ and uh, why why we would even want to be a disciple of Christ. Mm, okay. Um, before we get into our discussion a bit more today, but uh, I, I want to remind our listeners, if you wanted to catch up with uh, last year's episodes, they're all available online. And uh, you can go there on the website, that's uh, faithfm.com.au. You can search for Tassie Encounters under the Programs menu, and uh, you can find all of our past episodes there. And uh, Peter's uh, series from last year was called Searching for Certainty. But uh, obviously from today, uh, these uh, episodes will also be posted up there under the title of The Apprenticeship. So, and you can also use the Faith FM app to do the same thing. You can uh, download that from the App Store and uh, you can listen to it whenever you are you know, travelling or whatever. You can use your phone to listen to these programs, so that's great. Now, uh, we have a show number, that's 0488 That's our Tassie Encounters show. We do uh, encourage you to save that or write it down somewhere. That's the number to communicate directly with us in Tassie here. That's 0488 880 And we'll be asking some questions and asking for feedback and also later in the program we will have a book offer. So what's your title uh, for your discussion today or for our discussion today, Peter? (laughs) Why be an apprentice? Why Um, be an apprentice? Why be an apprentice? And so, you know, uh, we... I've been an apprentice before. I was started off life when I left um, school. I was a car mechanic apprentice. And, uh, of course, you learn from people who are far more uh, enlightened, experienced, learned, knowledgeable than you are. Um, and uh, I've also been a bookbinding apprentice as a more mature person. I started that one, I think, when I was about 30 years of age, um, learning how to buy books and work in a publishing house. Um, so that was interesting too. But this is, of course, uh, the most important apprenticeship that anybody could ever do because this is learning about uh, what, what this life is all about, but it's also preparing for the next life. And that has eternal consequences. So this is an apprenticeship that uh, is, is valuable to us in the here and now but it's also of infinite value because it's going to prepare us for eternity. And so uh, this this is an apprenticeship that, that we all want to be a, a part of. But, you know, why become a follower of Christ? Uh, and I think a lot, a lot of the answer to that is to discover who Jesus is, uh, what he was all about, what he came to do, what he offers us, what he wants from us, and to be able to uh, know more about him in order to say yes i want to follow this this person i want to follow the master mm. and um you know when we think about uh the god of the bible what jesus reveals i think it's in hebrews chapter 1 and verse 1 where it says you know god in various ways has spoken to us through the prophets in times past but has now spoken to us through his son through jesus and in that respect jesus is the greatest picture that we have of who god is Mm. um it's a very much more tangible picture of god i mean god is so far and away above us in terms of 
He's, you know, God is not a human being, but God became a human being in the person of Jesus in order for us to contextualize what God's really about, what he's really like. He came to walk amongst us. We have his story there in the scriptures. And that helps us to understand what God is like because he came as a human being to, to show us what God was like. It's almost like there's a shift to, um, it, it would be easy to, to think that there's a shift in, uh, I guess the the attitude of God between in in the Bible, you know, between the Old Testament and the New Testament, and and I think uh, perhaps that's because of the fact that Jesus actually came and revealed. I, I don't think God ever changed, but but Jesus came to reveal the true nature of God, yeah, uh, as opposed to I guess the perceptions that we may have had of God before that. And I think later in the program we're going to talk a bit. Of, about those uh, yes, false perceptions sure. of God. Well, yeah, well. even in yeah, that's right. Even in today's program, we'll talk about that. I think mm. that that's the thing is that uh, God God does not change. I mean, the Bible says, "I change not." Mm. Therefore, you are not consumed. In other words, God has been. Uh, you know, people like to. I've heard lots of people um, relegate, if you like, the Old Testament to. Uh, pre-Christian times. In other words, it's no longer relevant to us. We have the New Testament now, and therefore that's all we need. Well, no, Jesus is all through the Old Testament, and he tells us that too in the New Testament. But the point is, when he comes in person, we get that clearer, better, uh, more profound understanding of who he is as a person. It's Mm. just like you and I sitting here. You know, we can talk to God in prayer, and and we do, uh, but it, you know, it is... uh, I guess there's a difference, isn't it? There is a difference when when we have a personal relationship in that we interact together, we walk Mm. together, we talk together, we eat together. Um, You know, and this is what people did with Jesus, and Mm. we read about that in the in the Gospels. So, so um, uh, earlier I asked you what the title was. I had Mm. another title written down here called "God's Love for Man." So I'm not sure if you forgot about that title, but (laughs) well, let's let's talk about the background to the whole series. So there there is a book that we are basing this on, and this is a book that we're going to promote through this program that people can get their hands on, and it's a book called "Steps to Christ." And uh, you know, it does what it says on the tin, if you like. It, It it is steps to Christ. It's steps towards Jesus and to being more like him and learning from him and him being the, the model, the pattern mm. that we're trying to imitate. And so um, that that is going to be the basis, if you like, for the 13 episodes that we have. And, and the first ep- uh, chapter in that book is God's love for man. And so what we're talking about here is if we're going to be an apprentice of Jesus, why would we want to be? Why would you want to be, yeah. And it's simply because, in a nutshell, it's because God's love for man is revealed in the person of Jesus, mm. uh, and that's why we want him to be our master. That's why we want he, uh, to be an apprentice of his. We're going to go to a break in a moment, but uh, I'll just share uh, that David from Western Australia texted in to say hello, and uh, also he pointed out that... Um, it's not Thursday, and you're here on Tuesday, because last year <laughs> your programs well were Thursday. <laughs> Very well picked up, David. Excellent work. We have switched. I have switched from Thursday to Tuesday, because I just couldn't wait long enough. I couldn't wait till Thursday to, to, to get on with Jason. Yes, so every Tuesday you'll have uh, Peter in the studio here and uh, presenting this series for a little while now. We're going to go to a break. This first song is King of Love by I Am They. 
This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. You're listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM, and this morning we've got Peter Watts back in the studio, and uh, we're talking about a new series called The Apprenticeship, and we've just been talking about um, the topic of the day, Why Be an Apprentice? So uh, we're going to move on, I guess, with our discussion, and uh, you uh, mentioned earlier, I think, that... um, you know, why would we want to be an apprentice? And mm. I think uh, one of the first topics there was because God loves us. Yeah, so um, we, you know, we're talking, when we're talking about apprenticeship, we're talking about it becoming a disciple of Christ, a follower of Christ, a learner of His. And uh, like we said before, Jesus more fully reveals who God is and what He's like. Uh, of course, one of the things is if we think about um, creation, that you know, first of all, it's where we came from. Mm. Uh, we talked a little bit about this in our searching for certainty series, where we we talked about uh, did we really evolve, and the, you know, the common notion that people have that we really evolved, and and I actually believe that, and uh, I no longer believe that. I believe that the world was created. I think life was created by God for uh, a specific purpose. Of course, things have changed since then. We'll talk more about that next week in terms of the fall and why we find ourselves in the trouble that we do. But the reality is that we were made for God and God was, well, God wasn't made for us because God wasn't made, but we were made for God. Um, and he, he, it's a bit like a parent having children. You have children because you want to be able to bestow your love upon them. Mm. Um, and uh, God created human beings in order for him to bestow his love upon us. And we see a lot of that in, uh, you know, the natural world, for instance. So if you, um, somebody suggested that God left us with two books. One is the Bible. That's a revelation of who he is and, and what he's all about. And then the other book is the book of nature. Uh, and that is that in the natural world, we find uh, glimpses of the brilliance of God, um, the abundance of God, the um, the provision of God, the beauty of God. And the love of God, because, uh, you know, I'm sure many people have had the uh, experience of seeing an animal or a beautiful scene and having that sort of ah moment in Mm. their in their heart uh, or, or, you know, because of the exquisite beauty that God has created certain things with that we we can recognize in nature. the, the book, uh, Steps Christ, from which we're, we're taking um, some of this material, so it talks about the marvellous adaptation to the needs of man and other creatures of the natural world. I've just uh, mentioned that uh, in my uh, vacation I'd been up to the Barrier Reef and it's a whole new world under the water. Mm. Um, I mean, I just, uh, I was so glad I got to do that. I did four dives and um, because you're like flying through the water, you know, you're weightless, uh, you can turn in any direction and these incredible creatures passing you by. It, it's almost like being on another planet, it isn't really it? Is. I mean, it really is. It really is. I mean, forget Avatar. You just yeah. go to the Barrier Reef. Yeah. And so it's just a, a, a really, it's a, it's a wonderland under there. Mm. And that's an, just one aspect of living on planet Earth that we don't get to see every day. Mm. Um, but uh, it's, you know, the incredible... You know, the symbiotic relationship between the plants and the animals um, and the fact that we know now that when we disrupt those relationships even a little, that it can be damaging. 
mm. to to the whole ecosystem. And uh, I think that you know the relationships that exist between those uh, creatures and their environment is not an accident. Uh, it's a, it's unique and it's uh, it's incredibly well tuned. Uh, fine-tuned and it, it makes me think you know the the universe is so vast it's it's so vast that it's hard to even begin to imagine mm. you know uh, the contents of the universe and yet last year we talked about the 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 um you know the precise nature of where earth is placed yes. in the universe yes. to support life yeah. And uh, I think you had a particular way of describing that. Well, I can't remember it right now, but you know the 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 firing squad the, illustration, the specific, um, you know, the constants and everything have to be so precise, mm. and yet we are placed right here. To me, that demonstrates that um, you know, if we believe in God, that there's a very specific design purpose why we are here right here but that's that's going from the macro the huge mm. vastness of the universe but then when we get down into the microscope and yeah. and look at the 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 minute um mechanisms of which our life functions from, yeah. and you think you know, this is just phenomenal. You, you can look at the universe and you can look at the, the cell level and the atom levels and you still see that amazing um, functionality, you know, that mm. is built into every cell in our body and the DNA that, you know, makes us and everything else. And, and the Bible declares that God mm. made this this way for our benefit. If you think about creation week, God creates the environment, he creates the plants, he creates the animals, the birds and the fish, and then he creates mankind. So he, he's laid it all out, if you like, and it's, it's all there for us to appreciate. Uh, and more than that, Jason, the Bible tells us it's, it's there in order for us to appreciate the creator who gave mm. it to us. Mm. And so, um, you know, God supplies all of our needs. There's a, a passage here in Psalm 145.15 I'll read out. It says, The eyes of all look expectantly to you, and you give them their food in due season. Mm. In other words, uh, it, it describes here that people are looking to God, and it's God who provides. I'm uh, actually sharing uh, a message this coming weekend. It's called Supply Chain Security. Mm. And uh, people who've been watching the news over the last month will know that there have been some supply chain issues in terms of getting food to the supermarkets. And uh, some supermarket shelves have sold out and been cleared out. I remember when I was up in Cairns a few weeks ago that there were shelves that were empty. And, uh, you know, people are concerned, you know, are we going to have enough provision? And what God is trying to tell us is, you rely on me. I will be your provider. And the Bible gives us many promises in regards to that. Um, and that, that he is to be our, our security. And uh, he will ensure if we uh, place ourselves firmly in his hands, then he'll ensure that we get what we need. I, th I think of uh, Matthew chapter 6, mm. where he says... Um, do not worry about what you will eat, what you will drink, what you will wear, for the Lord knows that you need these things, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Mm. And, uh, you know, this is not just another token of God's great uh, love for us. Now, of course, the fall brought corruption. Um, the fall brought many difficulties, and we're going to focus in a little bit more on that next week's program, so we don't want to say too much about that here, except to say that we recognize 
the, the, the paradise that God created back in uh, Genesis 1 and 2 is not, it, we, we, we don't live there now. We get glimpses of it and we can see that and we can recognize that. But we also recognize there's something wrong in the world. Mm. And that's the other reason why we need God. This is the other reason why I want to become an apprentice. This is the other reason why I want to follow Jesus is because, yes, he's the creator. I was made for him. I was made for communion with him, connection with him. Uh, the, there's no accident that the Bible describes God as our heavenly father. There's a, there's a design there for us to have a relationship with him as our creator. But because of the fall, because the world is broken, because I am broken, that Jesus came into the world to fix that brokenness, to bridge that gap that we had created by falling away from God, by choosing a different path, by separating from God. We're now living in a, in a world where we're not as connected to God. And Jesus came into the world to bridge that gap, to form a connection between man and God. And that's the other reason why we need him. He is our redeemer. So we want to follow Jesus because we were created for him. He is our creator. But also we want to follow Jesus because he is the one who can restore us to relationship with God. He's the one who can restore our earthly relationships. He will teach us how we can relate to other human beings that will make our relationships here on earth better. And so uh, as our creator and as our, our redeemer, that's one of the reasons why we want to, two of the reasons why we want to follow the master. Mm. Peter, it's time for another break. Um, so we will do that. But uh, what have we got coming up after the break? What are we going to talk about next? Well, let's talk a little bit about my own experience in terms of my, um, I guess, a uh, different view on life from being an evolutionist to being a creationist. And then we're going to talk a little bit about um, how Jesus changed the picture of God when he was here. Okay. We'll come back after the break shortly, but this is How Deep the Father's Love by Chelsea Moon. Just a reminder too, we've got a book offer coming up while this intro plays. It's a long one. The book offer is Steps to Christ, and we'll give you more information and the code about that uh, right after this break as well.
Deep the Father's Love with Chelsea Bean. You're listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM and we're speaking with Peter Watts this morning. And uh, Peter, you mentioned that uh, you had a change in understanding about God uh, and that primarily came through, I guess, your questions about creation. How do we get here? Did we evolve? Were we created? Etc. Um, so... I guess uh, people can change their understanding of God. That's the good news. That's part yeah. of the good news is mm. people can change. I mean, period. Um, and and uh, I want to change. I want to become more like Jesus every day. That's part of what, what this whole apprenticeship journey is all about. But, um, yes, I uh, in my teens I was an atheist and I, I went to school learning about molecules to man evolution. And that's how I thought we all got here. And uh, when I had, I had an encounter with God uh, through uh, a rainbow I saw one day, and, and that's a longer story that we'll tell another time, but the point was I, when I understood that this world, this, um, the universe was a product of God's design, and uh, I began to see nature very differently, I started to look at the creation through new glasses. You know, every blade of grass, every petal on every flower uh, was a gift from God. It was a message from God. And uh, I began to see things differently. It was like looking at the world uh, in black and white and then suddenly being able to see in colour. Um, and so I just saw the natural world around me in different, a different context because it was a part of God's message uh, of love. You know, I think there's a, an ad uh, on a TV station where it says, to a child there are not seven wonders of the world, there are seven billion. Mm. And uh, that's how I feel. I feel like a, a new child um, with this world that was always there, but now I'm looking at it completely differently to the way I used to look at 
and uh, I recognize that in all the beauty of the earth there's a token of God's love for mm. us. Mm. Now, Peter, uh, many people, I guess, don't want to believe in God, don't want to follow God, don't want to become an apprentice yeah. uh, because they have a, a picture of God which is one that's a, a harsh God, a judgmental God, yeah. one that wants to punish. Mm. Um, how do we how do we look at that? How do we deal with that? Well, there's a couple of things in that, I suppose. First and foremost, I think that uh, the there is an enemy, okay? And, you know, we'll talk a little bit again more about this great controversy between good and evil, but there is an enemy who wants to paint God in a bad light. Mm. That That's part and parcel of this war, is that there is a, a propaganda machine, if you like, that is designed to paint God in a, a bad light, to throw some mud. And uh, we have basically, as a human race, we've pretty much bought into that. Even if you go back for, to the Garden of Eden, uh, where Adam and Eve, uh, God told them uh, what uh, he had provided for them, and he also told them what they were not allowed to touch. And uh, the devil persuaded them to disobey God. And once they did, they hid from God. They became afraid of God. Mm. Now, God had not changed, but they had changed. Their relationship to God had changed. And, um, and, and God has been working. And we were, uh, you know, outside of the Garden of Eden after that. And God is working to get us back inside the Garden of Eden. He's working to get us to restore us to paradise. But the devil wants us to believe that God is severe and harsh and judgmental. And I think that sometimes people have taken certain stories of of the Bible and they've taken them out of context. You know, uh, we're talking about the apprenticeship and we're talking about the fact that we're talking about discipleship, a, a disciple of Christ. But disciple and discipline... Uh, derived from the same word and mm. the idea is that we're learning something so for instance parents will discipline children not because they hate them but because they love them and they want to teach them something mm. and they want them to grow and um, so sometimes there are times when, when God disciplines people that's for sure um, but I also think that sometimes those stories are taken out of their context and we don't understand all the circumstances around some of those stories. I think I've told you before, I think, Jason, I'd like to do another series here on Razio where we take some of those difficult stories in the Bible and, and explore them a little more mm. um, because I think it's very easy to take a surface reading of some of that. And essentially, when Jesus comes into the world, he comes into the world to... Uh, dispel some of the um, false claims made against God for you know and to show God uh, in his true light and so when we say well what is God like uh, we can say well Jesus is what God is like mm. and in fact the people asked him that question as a passage in John 14 maybe you can Read that yeah. there. Uh, this is Jesus in the upper room with the disciples, just you know, at the time of the Last Supper, but uh, before the crucifixion. Yeah, and um, this is reading from the New Living Translation. It says, Philip said, Lord, show us the Father, and we will be satisfied. Jesus replied, Have I been with you all this time, Philip, and yet you still don't know who I am? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. So why are you asking me to show him to you? All right, yeah, so here's one of the disciples, Philip, saying, uh, just show us, you know, who who God is. Show us the Father. Mm. And, uh, you know, there's another passage where Jesus says, I and my Father are one. Mm. And, uh, of course, you know, uh, when Jesus 
was about to depart. He talked to his disciples at the end of the Gospel of Matthew and he told them to baptize people in the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. And there are three persons of the Godhead, but they're all unified. Mm. They're all united and they have one message. It just happens that Jesus was the one who came and became incarnate, that is, became human. Mm. Um, and uh, an incredible sacrifice that I don't think we even... Uh, begin to imagine uh, that this being who was omnipresent could be anywhere at any time as the Holy Spirit can be, but chose to become human and to uh, limit himself to being in one place at one time um, and to being human and, and to, to with all the uh, limitations that we have. Um, you know, he could have become a bird and flown around, but he became a human. <laughs> And uh, he did that in order to be able to have experiences. He grew as a child like we grow. Uh, he was a young person and he was an adult. Um, and he mixed and mingled with people and showed people what God was really like. And uh, that, was, that was a wonderful gift in and of itself. But, of course, his ultimate goal then was to go to the cross, mm. to pay the price for the sins that we had committed uh, in order to clear our debt. And to give us the opportunity of reconcilia reconciliation with God. So, um, I mean, you've sort of answered it, but I guess a question many would have, and I've, I've had this question myself, is mm. why why did God choose this particular method, you know, to send or to become human, to die on the cross? You know, could there have been some other way that that uh, God saved us from our sins? You know, because obviously we are in a in a sinful world, in a broken world. Mm. But um, it's a it's a it's a question that I've pondered. Mm. You know, why this particular method? Well, we we probably will fully flesh this out in the next section, <laughs> or, or because we're about to come to another break. But uh, essentially, it's the meeting of the justice and the mercy of God at the cross. Uh, the, the death of Christ as the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world was foreshadowed even from the beginning. So when Adam and Eve fell, uh, God provided them with skins. Uh, an animal must have been sacrificed and they were covered. Their nakedness was covered by the skin of this animal who'd been sacrificed for them. Um, and the Bible talks about the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. So that, that a death would occur was foreshadowed from the beginning. Mm. But why the death on the cross will make talk about that after the break i think okay now i did uh, promise the code for our book our book today steps to christ just before we go to the break do you want to just uh, tell us about that uh, peter yes yeah, so this is a i think the best book i know of uh on the on discipleship in mm -hmm. terms of becoming a discipleship of christ and you know in our uh, terms becoming an apprentice of the master and uh, this goes through step by step very very simple chapters very short book um, but it's sold millions and millions of copies all over the world it's been translated into over 140 languages I think mm. um, it, it's a small enough book that you know it's not daunting to read even, even for those I'm just looking at the page numbers here we've got 127 pages in total mm. and some of those are, are pictures yep so uh, it's there's not a lot of reading in the book. It's uh, it's a beautiful little book. It's a very nice, concise book about discipleship. Yeah, absolutely. 
So we encourage you to text in. So the code to get this book, and this is the, the book that we'll be uh, using as the basis for a lot of our discussion over the coming weeks. Steps number one is the code. That's steps, S-T-E-P-S, and the number one, no spaces. You can text that into 0488. 880891 and we will get that out uh, it does take a few weeks to get to you so uh, be patient but uh, we'll get that out to you as soon as we can but right now here is uh, our next song Who He Is by Scott Reed. Oh 
This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. You are listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM. Now, Peter, before the break, I asked a question, and uh, you promised to answer it. And uh, the question was along the lines of, why did Jesus have to die mm. in order to save us? Yeah, and so your question is not so much why do you have to die on a cross, but why do you have to die at all? At all, yeah. Yeah, and so... This, as I mentioned before, it's to do with the mercy and the justice of God. So we've sinned, and one of the things the Bible says about sins is your sins have separated you from God. And what we need to understand is God is the only source of life in the universe. Okay, we have a, you know, I've mentioned in our previous series that we have kind of a battery life life. Mm. In other words, when it, when it runs out, it runs out. And the only person who's going to charge that battery is God. The only person who can give us more life is God. And when we separate from God, then we uh, have a, a limited shelf life. That's the reality of life on earth. And uh, we, we need to reconnect with God in order that we can have everlasting life, which is what he wanted for us in the first place. Having separated from God, Jesus came into this world and he says, I will take upon myself the responsibility for the sins that you and I have committed and i will i will take that now he could have could he have just swept them under the carpet i think there's a there's an issue of uh i guess a sense of justice isn't it and you know if if somebody commits a crime like a particularly severe crime like uh, murder or there has to be rape or something then then we we seem to need to see ju- that justice is done. Yeah. Mm. There has to be the law has to be satisfied. In mm. other words, if the, if a law exists, it'll exist for a reason. Mm. You know, people say laws are meant to be broken. Well, no, actually, laws are meant for to be obeyed. Mm. Um, that's the point. And so Jesus, because we had broken it, he came into the world. He obeyed the law explicitly, to the letter, um, and even in the spirit. And then, of course, he goes to the cross and he dies as a sacrificial lamb. Uh, in our place and i want to um just take a look at uh isaiah Isaiah 53 which Mm. is a a, a terrific passage which is you know this is all prophesied because this is written hundreds of years before jesus came but if we look at isaiah 53 verse 4 to 6 um he says uh surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows yet we esteemed him stricken smitten by god and afflicted But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. Mm. We have turned every one to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. So Jesus paid the price, he paid the penalty. So for me, Jesus is... uh, the one whom I belong to through creation, but he's also the one I belong to through redemption. He brought me back. I sold my soul to the devil, and he brought me back. And uh, he's paid the price for every individual on earth. He's paid that price. And if we want to, we can be reconciled to God through Christ. And I guess that's where this, uh, I guess probably the most famous Bible verse comes in, doesn't it? John John 3.16. Yeah, read, read it to us, Jason. It says, For this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only Son, so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. So really what you're saying is that um, that death was necessary to pay 
you know, to, to, to see that justice was done, but it was really so that we could reconnect with God, we could have eternal life. Yeah, this is not going to be big news, but uh, mm. everybody on earth grows old and dies. Mm. That was not God's original plan back in the Garden of Eden. Uh, God wants to change that. And uh, what he has promised to do is that through Christ, he's able to pay the debt. He's able to, to, to pay for our sins and give us, he's able to do, perform a resurrection just as he rose from the dead. He's able to perform a resurrection for us and will raise the dead in Christ. So, Peter, uh, today's episode was called uh, Why Become an Apprentice? Mm. And uh, I'm going to just ask you... <clears throat> Excuse me, to wrap up now with, uh, so briefly, how do I become an apprentice? Uh, That's a good question. So I think that, first of all, we have to recognize who who Jesus is and who we are. You know, when Jesus walked the earth, they called him master, um, and, and indeed he was, or teacher. And, uh, you know, this is the sense in which we are apprentices and he is the master, he is the teacher. And uh, so we want to recognize Christ as our creator, the creator of the universe. I mean, that's pretty big, but also the savior of all humankind. So in practical terms, if we want to follow him, we want to be a, a, a disciple of Jesus. God gave us messages. They're in the Bible. They're in a book called the Bible. So read, pray. And then share. Those are the three practical things that I would tell people to do to become a disciple of Jesus. We read because that's God's love letters to us. That's God writing to us about uh, his love for us, about what's true and what's not, about how to navigate this world, about how to prepare for the next, and about how to get, uh, how to uh, obtain eternal life through Christ. And then, of course, prayer is our communication to him. So we read. And we get God's communication to us. We pray we, we are communicating with God. You know, God knows our very thoughts even before we utter the words. But God knows that prayer is good for us in expressing what we want to say to God, what we want to ask of God, what we want to um, share with God. I guess um, prayer is uh, not just about us telling God what we want or what we need. Sure. It's also about listening, about spending time in silence and hearing God speak to us through that time sure. as well. And then, of course, sharing, sharing with somebody else your experience as an apprentice and um, <coughs> sharing what you've learned through Scripture, what you've learned through walking with God, sharing that with other people that they too may experience those things. Mm. Well, um, that was uh, a, a very quick wrap-up for our our, uh, our talk today, Peter. But what are we going on to next week? Okay, so next week we're going to talk about why do we need God? And we've talked a little bit about it today, but we're going to look at that in a little bit more detail. So today we, we, we talked uh, about the kind of person God is, the, the, the things that he's revealed to us in the creation. But next week we're going to talk about why do we need God? And, and it's not just you and I. We're talking about every human being on the planet. It's a fundamental need. There are certain things that we all have a need of. We all need air to breathe. We all need food to eat and water to drink. But we all need God too, not only to navigate this life, but to prepare for the next. Yeah, and, and just, just on that, you know, we take it for granted, isn't it, that, you know, we, we have air to breathe, we have food to eat, we have uh, rain to, to water the plants. You know, God uh, actually pours out his blessings on all people. Yeah. 
and uh, we all need him, but so often we actually don't recognise that. Yeah. Mm. Okay, now tomorrow, and uh, yeah, tomorrow we've got uh, Tabitha and Daniel Mateo. Now, Daniel's a new presenter. He'll be uh, taking over the Wednesday slot from Raiko last year. So Daniel uh, will be really focusing on how to understand the Bible and how to study it so that you can understand it. Now, remember our book offer for today, steps number one is the code. You can text in 0488-880-891 and we'll get the book Steps to Christ out to you uh, in a few weeks' time. And, uh, yeah. Look, uh, it's been great to be back with you, Peter. It's been and, great uh, to be back too. We uh, hope uh, our listeners can continue to join us every Tuesday with Peter Watts. This is All You'll Ever Need with Andrew Peterson. Blood of Jesus, it is like the widow's oil. It's enough to pay the price to set you free. It can fill up every jar and every heart that ever beat. It's all you have, it's all you'll ever need When it's all you have, it's all you'll ever need But of Jesus, it is like the leper's river Running humble with a power you cannot see Seven times go under, let the water wash you clean Only go down to the Jordan and believe Only go down in the Jordan and believe And I need it, I need it Closer than I grow, the more I come to know how much I need Like Elijah's fire Falling on the altar of your faith All the wisdom of the world Could never conjure up a spark No power of hell could ever quench this flame No power of hell could ever touch this flame This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio.